Hey guys, welcome to Rediscover You. I'm your host, M. Swain. And if you landed here today, it is 111% not an accident. It means you're ready to fall back in love with life and rediscover you. This juicy little podcast is here to tell you about my authentic story of how I awakened and to give you the full spectrum of a journey to self-rediscovery. My heart's desire is to give you access to the rather wild journey life has taken me on. Plus, to give you insights into all the tools, processing, and the holistic approach to healing I have discovered, which I know will help you begin to fall madly in love with life too. So, let's get started. If life can manifest the human DNA not to mention create the human brain. How is it that we think we need to manifest and create everything on our own? There must be more sane way to approach life. This is the experimental question. Am I better off making up an alternative reality in my mind and then fighting actual reality to try and make it be my way? Or am I better off letting go of what I want and serving those same forces of reality that managed to create the entire perfection of life and the universe around me? This experiment would not be about dropping out of life, but dropping into it as we let go of our personal fears and desires, this is the surrender experiment, allowing the flow of life's event to take you on a journey. Dare to let go. I dared. I dared to let go. I dared to reclaim my power over my choice. And then I chose. I chose to let go. I chose my path. I chose my path over love. I chose my path over romance. I chose my path over the closeness to family. I chose my path over comfort. I chose my path. I remember when I first began my awakening, God clearly said to me, in order to manifest all of your dreams, you need to be prepared to surrender all of your current reality. So many of us want a change. But the real question is, are you prepared to change? Are you prepared to consciously choose your life? Are you prepared to consciously choose what you know you are destined for? Moreover, are you prepared to surrender? To surrender what you think is best and trust in the divine that dwells within you, that dwells around you, that dwells for you and through you. These questions are hitting me in deep ways here in India. Honestly, I feel like India is just stripping away so many parts of me. This time of year, I go into my spiritual autumn and if you know me or have worked with me, you will know spiritual seasons play a pivotal role in my life and in all of our lives. Spiritual autumn is a time of completion and letting go, a time to harvest, 
a time to reflect on what grew in spring and summer months, and a time to choose what to let go of and what to take stock of and begin to plant a seeds for the next seasons to come. I've been in India for about five days now. I actually started writing this podcast on day two, but life has swept me around and honestly, I felt I needed to wait. I knew it was like something big was going to drop for me and then through me for you guys. True to my intuition, it has. It's about alignment, about seasons, and about being true to oneself. As I said in the beginning, India is stripping me down to my core in a beautiful way. It's the second time since my spiritual awakening that I'm really able to take a long, hard look at my life and begin to choose what I desire and begin to co-create with life how to manifest it. The first time this took place was this time one year ago, always my spiritual autumn, when I flew from my London home to the Azores for a month. That's when the whole idea of moving to Bali came to me. And there's a whole another podcast on that one. And here I am again, spiritual autumn, this time in India, and I'm having a definite ego death. Let's do a little Emma history recap, though, to put things into context. I go through ego deaths at this time of year, most years. For instance, August 2020, I moved from Cape Town to London. August 2021, I flew from London to the Azores and realized I needed to quit my job and move to Bali. And now August 2022, I left Bali after the wildest six months of my life living there. And I'm sitting in India, crying my eyes out, realizing I'm entering a new season of change. I believe life works in cycles. And if we are willing to surrender our comfort and recognize what we really desire, we can fine-tune, shift, change, and co-create with life to manifest exactly what we want. In this act of faith, co-creation, enjoyment, recognition, and surrender, we move in an upward spiral towards our greatest expansion. When I lived in Cape Town pre my spiritual awakening, I thought I had everything I wanted. My dad all to myself, my family home, my friends, parties, drugs, a car, tanning. It was the life until it began to feel crippling. Then I got sober. I died unto myself many, many times and moved to London. In London, I co-created the life of my dreams too. High-paying job, completely sober, super-structured lifestyle, living in the best area of town. I had my cute fluffy dog, could pay for anything I wanted, and was held in a very tight routine. My body was a solid 11 out of 10. I literally had abs. I was fit, healthy, achieving a lot, and super in my masculine flow. But God, I was super lonely too. My inner feminine heart and my body was so deeply desiring love, touch, kissing, intimacy, friendship, soulmates. 
So I moved to Bali. (laughs) I believe just as we have spiritual seasons, we go into energetic cycles that either upward spiral or downward spiral. And that depends on our intention and conscious willingness to co-create with God or life or source or the universe. There is also a principle of having a polar equal opposite for everything we do. You know the Bible verse, what you sow, you reap. Well, for me, I see it in terms of a pendulum. If you pull so hard to one end, it will inevitably swing just as far to the other. In London, my inner pendulum was a hard pull to the masculine. I was linear, boxed in, full routine, every second accounted for, 13,000 steps a day, precise time and location for meditation, 6 a.m. wake up, 10 p.m. lights off. Then I moved to Bali. And well... She is known as Mama Bali for a reason. (laughs) Within a week of being there, my step counter watch somehow broke Bali magic. I had no job, needed to try figure out how to launch into coaching, and well, my full force and a feminine quickly came full swing into action. My eating regime went out the window, as I enjoyed many matcha lattes, yummy fruit dishes, Reuben sandwiches at Sayuri. I literally went from cooking three meals a day in London to eating out three times a day in Bali. It's been that radical of a shift. I didn't keep much of account for my steps. Workouts were less regimented. I fell in love, grew in love, and threw myself into love a lot. Honestly, it feels like I've been through three relationships and breakups in the past six months with no real boyfriend to show. It was all with the flow. It's been the most feminine, orgasmic, emotional, delicious, free flow time of my life. And I needed it. I loved it. I loved every second of my London life too, until I felt I needed a shift. And I have loved every second of my Bali life until now. And I'm realizing I need a shift. It's time to bring balance. Sitting in India, I realize that I've been living in such extremes and now my body is less tight and more curvy. My bank account is less full and needing a top up. And my heart is so deepened from the men I have grown in love with. But fuck it. (laughs) Commitment is somewhat of a concept and a myth in Bali. And my heart is still longing for a real, strong, full-body, fuck-yes life partner to build a kingdom with. Life works very fast when we begin to open ourselves to change and surrender. Let me tell you that much. I know this next month in India is going to shift a lot within me and for me. Already so far, I've begun working with a business coach and I'm leveling up my business and really putting in some magical masculine structure. 
I've signed some clients too. And I found a step count watch on my second day of being here. And much to my inner masculine's joy, I am back to working out, doing my 13,000 steps, and also practicing tantra and yoga at the ashram here. I feel balance coming in, maybe for the first time. And that's really quite an unknown for me. Something that's been bringing up many tears and a lot of surrender and a whole lot of personal faith. But I'm ready. I'm ready to surrender all that I know. Ready to lean in, to make the moves, to trust the journey, to find my Tao. One of the most freeing yet challenging thoughts I have come across in a while is this. You are your freest self when you realize you don't have to be you. It makes logical sense until we apply it to our daily lives. That's what I want to delve into a little more deeply for the second half of this podcast. How surrender works. How moving through these times of swings, shifts, and letting go can be done in a way that keeps us deeply authentic and connected to our minds, bodies, and soul's purpose as we dare to let go and dare to take back our choice. For me, it's always a big one when the shifts come in and I can feel life is about to upward spiral me into a new season, a chapter, and even country or home place. And let me start by saying this. My morning tea rituals, my workouts, my clothes, my 13,000 steps a day, the way I dance, the way I flirt. I love who I am, how I am, and most of us do. But many of us, we love to hate ourselves too. In my healing journey and spiritual awakening, I have deepened into authentic self-love, but it was not always this way. I want to go back into my journey of how I came into a space of true authentic self-love and trust with life, which allows me the space to surrender again and again, and then in turn to receive again and again the fullness and richness of this life. One of the hardest parts of my healing journey was no longer being so loyal to my suffering, especially my mental suffering and my stories. This started when my first big ego death happened in 2020, when I moved from Cape Town to London. This was the time in my life when I began to shift my energy cycles from being totally downwards to moving upward. I learned then that I no longer needed to be so loyal to my suffering. You know, loving the self-hate, the inner bully, the inner comforter. I was so used to them at the time that I could project my inner battles that I was having onto anyone around me and then have the same mental argument that I had with myself with a real human being. It's called projection. And if we take a second, haven't we all been there once or twice in our journeys? And you know something? 
to my small self, it was so satisfying. I knew what they would say and how I would react. Yet it got to a point of feeling so purposeless, so painful, and ultimately so disconnected. When I realized I could change my mental narrative, I began to consciously watch each word uttered and thought thought. And that's when my life began to upward spiral. And so I dropped into the flow of life, which began to move me mentally, physically, and spiritually to places I never dreamed possible. It starts in the mind, then the body, and soon it's your very soul that moves you, prompts you, speaks to you, and guides you into your destiny. They call this intuitive flow. In doing that, it's not a one-time fix-all kind of process. <laughs> you see, every time my soul gives me a nudge to move, I come back into my mind. You know, my comfort zones, my routines, joy and friends, and the life that I've co-created to total perfection. I love my life. And since I healed my inner narrative, wherever I go, I get to co-create with life, the life of my dreams. So when I feel that inner calling to move, travel or shift, I go through a little death or a big one. My ego, my mind must surrender all that it thinks is best to step into what I know is waiting for me usually on the other side of the world, and usually by moving through all of my biggest fears. Before I take my big step of faith, though, this is what I always do. I check in with my body. Physical moves are intense for the body. We travel through space and time. We carry heavy bags. We lose our normal routine. We are in unknown places with unknown people. Even with all the faith in the world, it's so important to deeply connect to and move through our bodies. And so my daily practices begin. My little tea rituals, workouts, resting, self-pleasure, shaking. I create little on-the-go rituals for my body and my mind to help them synchronize into a place of rest and repair so that my soul wherever we land, is able to fully do her dharma without the heaviness of a tired body or restless mind. It's a journey. This is what I'm getting at. We are multidimensional beings. We have massive callings on this planet. Christ consciousness, the second coming. It's a real thing and it's happening now. Some souls are completely asleep and so their bodies will sleep. Other souls are cracked the fuck open, and so they will rise. My soul, well, yes, is very cracked open. I have people on a daily basis walk up to me and say, you're like a huge portal, like a white light. You're a channel. Are you an angel? I was so drawn to you. I believe this is how we're all designed to be, portals of light awakened souls in full surrender. 
This is my greatest calling on this planet, to help us authentically awaken. And authentically is the key word in all of this. Authenticity means choosing to act and acting from a state of being that is true to you. Not me, not the books, not other people. You. We all have unique dharmic blueprints, unique ways of being. We also all have deep lessons in learning how to surrender. And some of us go down with a fight. <laughs> whilst others throw their hands in the air and say, I just don't care and take a plunge. I have been both. Life has taken me down to the pits of my own egoic darkness and crucified me, shortly followed by miraculously resurrecting me. Life has also caught me on the wings of eagles as I have thrown myself off the cliffs of my highest levels of faith. It's our choice how we do what we do. There is no right or wrong either, as long as we choose from a place of conscious awareness. My top tip for knowing if we are in conscious awareness and not just reacting or choosing from a place that is out of our power the body. Your body is your neurological feedback tool which tells you if you are in dis-ease or flow state. Your sleep, how you eat, when you eat, your heart rate, your sweat, your poop texture. Yes, literally. When you poop, the color of your pee, your ability to do breath work, the clarity of your eyes, the length of time you need to sleep, the depth of your REM cycle. Your skin, is it oily, spotty, clear, glowing? Guys, the body tells us what's going on. Your physical body is controlled by your unconscious mind. That's the 94% of the brain we have no control over. So you can tell pretty quickly the amount of shadow work or self-healing, disease or healing you have within you when you begin to connect with your body. And trust me, we all have work. But here's the beautiful part. Healing can only happen in the present moment. Your body lives here now. It is connected to the planet in real time. Whereas the mind and soul live in many other paradigms of past, future, quantum, thought, imagination, you name it. But the body is on the planet. So when you can bring your mind and soul into your body and begin to listen, self-regulate and heal it here, now, then you are set to begin to upward spiral everything. This is what I call embodiment. And a side note, I have just launched my new program, The Sensual Embodiment Method, which is a 12-week one-on-one container with me guiding, coaching, and doing energy healing and holding space for my soulmate clients, who I have found are usually masculine-minded entrepreneurs. And I'm able to help them drop out of their masculine mind into their sensuality and feminine flow through embodiment work. 
it's just so juicy. I'm so excited. I just have to celebrate that real fast. (laughs) And then to conclude, shifts happen, not just shit. (laughs) Spiritual seasons are a real thing and we move through them every year. We live in cycles and patterns, but the most profound and powerful idea I want to leave you with is this. We get to choose. We can choose how we want to spiral in our cycles and patterns, up or down. And we can reclaim our choice by doing the following. Step one. Catch your mental narrative and rewrite your script, baby. Step two, connect and come back into your body. What feels good, spacious, edgy, and also exciting in your vessel? Step three, lean into your faith that life will always catch you in its perfect flow. Where your thoughts go, the energy flows. Rewrite your mental script, listen to your body, and trust your soul's calling. Dare to let go, to surrender. The magic awaits. And as for this little starseed, Papa India is calling, and I must skip off and go deep dive into the unknown Tao of balancing my life in the next chapter of my soul's journey. Mm. I love you. Together we rise. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to rediscovering you. And I am so, so proud of you. If you want to hear more, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any. If you're feeling that, oh my god, am yes, I am so ready to rediscover myself and fall back in love with life, then babe, let's do this thing called life together. Head over to my website, mswain.com, and book an appointment to begin your juicy, beautiful journey of rediscovery today. And then... Come over and join my ever-growing community on Instagram by following me at at mswain underscore coaching. I can't wait to connect. Until then, chat soon.